Welcome into Sports Radio 810 WHB. I am Sterling Holmes live here at Chicken and Pickle for the KC Mavericks Coaches Show, the first iteration of the year. Going to be a lot of fun at talking with the GM and head coach, Tad O'Had. We'll have some Mavericks players here, Cole Koski and Jake Drimko. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you guys come on down to Chicken and Pickle in Overland Park. Great drinks all day. Always a good time. Tad, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is a great time of year, and we just got a couple days, and we're playing hockey. I feel like I am very prepared to do this because I used to be a Mavericks intern about a decade ago. There you go. I was the uh, the mascot on the day the promo came out, and I figured, hey, this is perfect for me. Big Mavs guy. Hey, we're better than Mac. <laughs> uh, so you guys actually start Friday at Wichita. That is your season opener before you come back here to Kansas City Saturday against Wichita. That is the home opener at 6.05. What are you looking forward to most getting this season underway? I mean, ultimately, we've spent all summer, you know, prepping for this. And, you know, I kind of joked with the guys today in practice that they're, they're, they're tired of practice. They want to get into the games. And I really think that's the case. We've spent all summer really preparing and putting together this roster. We've been incredibly happy with the, with the training camp, how it's been going. And now we want, we want to see it full action. You know, we've got Wichita the first three games of the season and, and we want to get down to business. We, um, we had a successful year last year, but we left some on the table, and we want to really continue to take more strides forward this season. Because last year was the first postseason appearance since 2018-2019 for the Mavericks. How big of a building block is that for you guys? You know, what it is, it's a step in the right direction. And so, you know, we have high expectations for ourselves. We really like this roster that we've put together. We have a great deal of speed and talent, a lot of experience on the blue line, very good in between the pipes. And so now we want to take those steps forward to not only be a playoff team, but let's put us in contention for a Kelly Cup championship. Yeah, as far as coaching goes, all three of you coaches took part in the AHL Coachella Valley. What was that experience like all getting together there? You know what? The one thing that's been incredible with Seattle, Coachella Valley, and Kansas City is just the line of communication. And it, it's something that we don't take for granted. Seattle has been incredibly supportive of us. Coachella Valley has been incredible. Their entire coaching staff, as well as their uh, director of player personnel, Troy Bodie, they've really taken us under their wing, talked to us not only about systems and structure and expectations, but also players. Like, for example, we had several players there. They also had, um, we had players from uh, last year's team, uh, Nate Konepke, uh, Theo Calvis, you know, or two guys that got invited to come out as well. Um, and then Nolan Walker, uh, another off-season recruit, was invited into camp. And so continuing to build, you know, Dan Bowsma. Dan Bowsma, you know, is a Stanley Cup champion coach with the Pittsburgh Penguins. For him to be able to sit down with our staff, talk to us about system structure, and also some of the players we might be seeing this season, uh, it means a lot just to have that continuity between all three programs. GM and head coach Tad O'Had joining us right here as we are live at Chicken and Pickle. You mentioned some of the returning players. Again, you've actually increased your win total over the past four seasons. Again, this is all a step in the right direction. But can you talk about some of these returning players, nine returning players from last year's roster? Yeah, you know, in the ECHL, you want to bring back anywhere between 8 to 12 each season. Um, and the, it's, what's important is you want to bring back the right players. 
And so retention is huge for us. And so you look at a guy like Jake Jeremko last year, his season was cut short. Um, he had came back for the playoffs, continued to help us out. We've got him coming back. Cole Koski, another great returner, had a great season. He's a 200 foot player. You know, he's got a heck of a shot, you know, bringing those guys back. Also like a Dylan Kelly between the pipes, bring him back. What we want to do is bring back not only the right guys, but you know, we need to bear, be aware of the room. You know, the right vibe, the right teammates, the right culture that we want to continue to build upon. And there is going to be turnover in the ECHL. Like, we're really proud of the 11 guys that we've advanced on to Europe. And, uh, you know, we're sad to lose them. But part of our job is developing players and helping them move on. And so it's a juggling act. We want to bring back the right guys to continue to build this culture and this program in Kansas City, but we also want to make sure that we're providing guys the opportunity to move on and advance their careers. And you've also had a new injection of young players coming into you guys this year. Can you talk about some of the new players on the on the roster and some of the off-season acquisitions you guys have made? Yeah, I think you know part of it started last year. You know, we got hit with a lot of call-ups, and so one of the things we did is we went hard and we really recruited you know, collegiately, you know, brought in a player like Kate Beauchart from Mankato State, Casey Carew from Niagara. Those are just a couple examples of guys that, you know, we brought in that now are coming back and are, have benefited from that, you know, um, playoff run. Um, as well as, you know, Nolan Walker. He's a uh, off-season recruit. He was in Newfoundland. He was a St. Cloud State, you know, product. Um, it's a great addition, adding his skill set and his speed. So those are just an example of three. And then as well as, you know, bringing in, you know, eight players from Coachella Valley in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, again, we are here at live at Chicken and Pickle. GM head coach Tad Ohad is our guest. I do want to give a shout-out to Stephanie. Stephanie right here. Every single game for 15 straight years has yet to miss a game. That's, that's pretty impressive, right? That's outstanding. She's a, she's a diehard Mavs fan. She's there to support us night in, night out. And uh, we couldn't be happier to have her you know, as a fan. So thank you, Stephanie. Uh, Kokoski and Jake Drimko are the player guests this evening. What are you expecting from those two specifically this upcoming season? You know, First of all, their leadership on and off the ice. Both of these guys, tremendous workers. 200-foot players, but I'll tell you what, a big thing with our entire staff and players is just care factor. And those guys' care factors through the roof. They want to be successful in Kansas City. They want to be successful for the fans in Kansas City. They conduct themselves as leaders on and off the ice and in the community. Uh, they're both players that make us a better team. You know, I several conversations throughout the summer with them, the excitement they had, and you can see it in practice. It's just contagious, but they want to get after it. And I joked with both of them today. They want to get into Friday. They want to get into Saturday. They want to start playing meaningful hockey. They want games. You're close. We're real you're, you're close. You're very close. Friday at Wichita. Then again, Saturday versus Wichita is the home opener at 6.05. The Mavericks have a relatively young roster this season. Is that helpful for playing in the ECHL, some, some young legs? You know what? It, it is. You know, part of the ECHL is, you know, we want to play with pace. We want to play fast. And that's something that we've really talked about. This is the fastest team I've had um, now in my, my 12 years of coaching pro hockey. 
Um, and we've had some successful teams. I absolutely love the pace in which we play. Um, the other day in practice, you could just see it and how well the guys were moving the puck, the pace in which they were going north and south, um, getting after it. And if you look at hockey nowadays, it, it's based on pace. How fast can you play? How quick can you transition? And so to have those that youthfulness in the legs and that energy, um, that's going to make us a better team. What are expectations for you this season? Again, you're the GM, the head coach. You know better than anyone else. You have progressed year after year after year for four straight years, finally making the playoffs again last year. Back there, what are expectations this year? You know what? It's a great question. And one of the things I talk to the guys about is I really don't like the term expectations because it, 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 sets, it sets a false narrative. The biggest thing that we can do is control every day, you know, coming to work, making sure we're executing our game plan. We've had a really successful training camp. You know, we focused on our strength and conditioning. We focused on our, our structure and tactics. And then in practice, we've cre- created a compete environment. The first part of our practice is really structure and speed, get the goaltenders warmed up, get our puck touches. Then we'll have an 18-minute break and we'll have an ice cut. And then we'll come back and every game is a small ice compete game. Because our focus is how quickly can we raise to 100, get our game to 100, and make sure we're competing at that top notch. We gave the guys some of the statistics of, you know, what happens, you know, first, you know, first team to score the first goal in the ECHL, or you know, the team leading after the first period, and it's staggering. And so, as far as expectations, our expectation is every night to go out there and get to 100 right, right away, put ourselves in a position to win. We have very, very high expectations for this team, but our focus is night in, night out. We need to get out there. We need to compete. We need to play with pace, and we need to play with structure. You have a lot on your plate. You're not just the head coach. You're also the GM. What is that like doing both? That feels like that has to take a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of intensity to do both those those jobs. You know what? I, I absolutely have a phenomenal staff around me. Uh, Riley Wesolowski, associate coach. We brought in Rob to be our goaltending coach and video coach. Um, our president, Mike, our ownership group, everybody around us, our care factor is incredibly high. And we, the thing about the ECHL is you wear a lot of hats. Yeah. And so I'm very fortunate to be able to, you know, work with these people. And we do. We wear a lot of hats, but I'll tell you what, every day, I love it. I come to work every day and I get to teach a child's game and we've got a great room of guys. Um, that's probably the thing that I've talked a lot about our team this week is just the character we have in the room. And then when you have that care factor and the players have that care factor, that's a recipe for success. You guys had training camp. It's a two-week-long training camp. Can you give us a little of the highlights, the stuff that you guys went through for those two weeks? You know what? Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, we uh, we had a black-orange scrimmage last Friday. That was really good to see that. We had a five-on-five format. Then we went into four-on-four. Then we went into three-on-three. That was good to see that. Um, you know, uh, tomorrow we've got a golf outing for the guys. I think they're looking forward to that. We've been spending a lot of time around the guys, you know, with regards to, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, meetings, strength and conditioning, practice. You know, highlight for me is just seeing this team come together, you know, seeing the guys gel quickly. Um, I like the conversations. We had a great barbecue the other night with the guys and just see how kind of quick and how tight they're gelling together. Successful teams in the ECHL are teams that are having fun and teams that are gelling together. And, and we're doing our darndest to really get that to happen early. 
um, that that's a that's a formidable opponent when you're able to do that. So a highlight for me example is just to see the progress we've made, um, get guys buying into the structure and the type of play and the pace of play and what we want to play. Yeah, that's exciting. I was about to say because it's very difficult to have the continuity when you have so much turnover year after year after year. That's why I think what you've done so far. Increasing your win total in four straight years is so impressive because you don't have the continuity that you see sometimes in the NHL by itself. You mentioned golf. Are you a big golfer? I enjoy it. You take them on? Yeah, You take I the players it. on? Yeah, yeah, they enjoy it. <laughs> uh, Who's the best golfer? You know what? Uh, Cole Koski's pretty good. Uh, Jake Jaremko, both the guys today, they're pretty good. They've got a... Uh, They've got a, a tournament tomorrow, and so we'll find out who the best is. <laughs> you had a guest coach for the first week of camp. What did he bring to the group? Yeah, you know what? Uh, Scott Herbster, we had a guest coach come out uh, from the Chicagoland area. One of the things that we always want to do, this is our NHL. We want to treat this as our NHL, and that is the mindset that we've always had. And one of the things we, w- we want to do is get the guys as much coaching as possible. So we brought on a uh, skills coach for the first week. It allowed basically four coaches on the ice. We started every practice with a skill session with forwards or defense. Rob's working with the goaltenders. Then we would hit practice. We would do that. We'd get our ice cut. We'd come back with our small games. And then after practice, all four coaches would sit down and we'd analyze the players. We'd talk about, you know, you know, who's, uh, who's developing, who had positive practices, what areas we need to work on. And really it was just another educated voice in the room. Uh, a very up-and-coming young coach. Uh, absolutely think he did a terrific job. And just to have four of us in there uh, communicating, I love feedback. I love open conversation, um, you know, dialogue on how we can get better. It, it, was, it was a big help. GM and head coach Tad had joining us right here. We are live at Chicken and Pickle until 7 o'clock. The Chicken and, Pick- Chicken and Pickle in Overland Park for the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. Walk us through what the offseason recruiting looks like for you guys. I know you mentioned you had some some college players coming in, but what's that look like? Yeah, it's um, all hands on deck. And so primarily what happens is uh, Wes and I will look at, you know, what players we think will be coming back. We'll have conversations, you know, about their plans for the upcoming season. We'll target our, our main guys that we want to retain. Then we get into the recruitment process. And so you've got free agents. Then you've got college free agents. You may have some guys coming back from Europe. So we'll create our list. And I'll tell you what, our lists are up to hundreds of players. So we will look at wingers. We'll look at centers. We'll look at defense, goalies. And then we get on the phone with the agents. I kid you not, you know, there are weeks where we will call 300 agents. And, um, you know, the, there was a particular week where we were looking for D-men and uh, easily uh, between Wes and I had contacted 100 agents. And you get sometimes used to hearing the word no. That's okay. <laughs> you keep battling. You keep, you know, contacting guys. Um, and you'll find some diamonds in the rough. I think one of the things that we have to balance is we have a salary cap in this league. And so you have to be intelligent with how you're, how you're you know, spending that money. The other thing is housing. You know, we take care of players' housing. So things that maybe people don't understand is, you know, are the players, you know, married? Do they have a girlfriend, you know? So we have to balance the housing aspect. Aspect. Then the other thing is we communicate with uh, Seattle and Coachella Valley. We met them at the NHL draft in Nashville. We got an idea of, you know, the players that they might be signing, players we might see. And that is always, a, a you know, it's kind of a juggle, too. 
And so it is a ongoing process. It's a process that goes up until the final day of camp. Um, but I'll tell you what, uh, between Rob, myself, Wes, uh, I think we've got great communication when it comes to recruiting. And it's, it's something that we enjoy. Um, and we all kind of, you know, just chip away at it. Uh, but it is it is a challenge. And you guys are so close. Friday. Friday. Friday, baby. Friday at Wichita. And then again, the home opener Saturday at Cable Dahmer. You guys have had a ton of exciting theme nights coming up this season. How fun are the theme nights? And which one's your favorite? That's a great question. So we do. We've got a ton of them. We've got Halloween coming up. Yeah. You know, we've got you the dress up? barn party. You know, I don't dress up. It's been a while. It's been a while since I dressed up for Halloween. Um, our affiliation night, that's always a great one. Uh, New Year's, Kids Day game. You know what? Kids Day game is interesting because you'll get an arena packed full of kids. A lot of the time it's their first time at a hockey game, and it is absolutely loud. And they're cheering for everything. So sometimes that's a little bit odd, um, but it's just good to see a lot of youthfulness in the crowds. I think the New Year's game's always been a cool one, and then the affiliation night. I think our front office, hands down, I think the affiliation night we put on last year was the best one I'd seen in this league. Yeah. I will say the Halloween night's going to be a lot of fun. That's at 7.05. They'll be trick-or-treating in the concourse prior to uh, puck drop. More than 20 vendors handing out candy to everyone in costume. So if you're not dressing up, I'm sorry, Tad. You don't you don't get any of the candy. That's yeah. okay. Are you disappointed by that? <laughs> no, no. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Yeah. There we go. It's for the kids. And I will say, there's not a bad seat at Cable Dahmer. I mean, I've, I've seen concerts there. I've gone to many Mavericks games there. It's always a good seat. I know people lie. People lie all the time saying they, they, that's the, always the trope. Never a bad seat. There truthfully is not a bad seat at Cable Dahmer. No, it's a great arena. I'll tell you what, it's rocking when the fans get in there. And uh, every seat in the house, uh, I was at the NHL game, and I'd walked around, you know, talked with a lot of people, and great vantage point. It was a great game. It's a, it's a great arena to watch hockey and, you know, come out and support the Mavs. Yeah, what, what was that experience like, the NHL? Uh, it was between the, the Dallas Stars and the, uh, and the Blues what was that experience for you guys? You know what? It, first of all, it was an outstanding game. You know, there was a penalty shot, like seven seconds left in the game. There were two goals in the first 90 seconds. Then you mix in a fight right away. So the, the fans saw a really good game, and it was exciting. You know, to be honest with you, it was the first hockey game I'd seen live in probably probably seven years. You know, I mean, usually I'm behind the bench, and so it was cool just to kind of go as a supportive fan. Absolutely love seeing Kansas City come out strong cheer on hockey the growth in kansas city particularly the youth hockey market has really taken over the past couple of years seeing strides in the right direction so it's exciting for kansas city hockey gm and head coach tad ohad tad really appreciate it thank you very much we will take a quick break right here sports radio 810 whb live here at chicken and pickle for the kc mavs coaches show up next mavs forest kolkowski and jake Jeremko. sports radio 810 whb Welcome back to the KC Mavericks Coaches Show right here, Sports Radio 810 WHP. Sterling Holmes joined now by Cole Koski, who set career highs in games played, goals and assists last season. And Jake Drimko tied for the team lead in postseason points. Jake Cole, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks for having me. You guys excited? I mean, come on. This is fun. This is fun. Why do hockey players have such hard last names, though? You guys are killing me over here. And you guys are, frankly, the easy ones. I don't know. I I always thought my last name was pretty easy, but... You guys are both returning for your second season with the Mavs. Cole, I'll start with you. What's this like? Now you've had one season here under your belt, heading into year two. What's this like for you? 
Yeah, I think uh, just coming in, kind of building off of uh, last year, um, building the habits that I built uh, with Tad and Wes and all the guys around the room, uh, coming in uh, second year and kind of just taking that leadership role on and, yeah, just kind of going with it. You? Yeah, no, it's good. It's you get in the second year, you're always a little bit more familiar with stuff. You know, you're familiar with coaches, the training staff, and everything. And um, you know, being back here, and I'm I'm happy to be here. And you know, I yeah. love it here. And it's training camp's been a blast so far. And I think we're all just kind of ready to get into the games. So as far as last year's success go, you know, they've been building year after year after even before you guys got here, four straight years improving the win total. You guys make the playoffs last year. I know Tad doesn't like to talk about expectations, but you guys can talk about expectations for yourself. What are those going into next year? Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to go into every year, you know, wanting to win a championship, right? Yeah. I think as a team, as an organization, I think it's kind of that's the main end goal. Um, but just as a player standpoint, I think uh, just kind of building off of uh, the career that you had uh, before and you know can you continuing that on. Yeah, you know, kind of echo the same thing that he just said. You know, as an organization, we're going you know in the right direction. I think this year, I think we'll even take another uh, step forward. And you know, as a player, like Cole said, you just want to keep building on the things that you did in the past. You know, whether you know it be putting up points or whatever role it is that you uh, contribute to the team. What have been the high points from training camp this fall? You know, training camp, a lot of times you think of it as a slog, right? It's not the most enjoyable thing. You're obviously waiting for the games to start. What's been the most enjoyable part of training camp? I think just seeing all the guys in the room. I think you go through the whole summer, right, just kind of that anticipation, right? Um, but then you get in the room and all the guys are there and you're having a good time throughout camp and just kind of building that relationship with all the guys and getting uh, the clicks going. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's been fun. We uh, we had a, like uh, Coach Tad said, we just had a black orange scrimmage, and you know my team came out top on top. So you know, that was probably one of the better parts of the training camp so far. And then you know tomorrow we got a little golf outing, so we get to have a little fun there too. So yeah, who, are you going to take him on? Who's going to win this one? I don't know. We'll see. Wait, what are you guys' handicaps? What are you guys playing at? I might sandbag a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm around nine to ten probably. All right. Well, I might come out and just swing through. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Hey, as long as you play fast. That's oh, I play very fast. Good, good. See, I might not be great, but there's one thing. I will play, play quick. I'll pick up if I have to. Uh, as far as um, the talent at the four position this season, you guys have a ton there. You guys are very strong at four. Can you talk about the room as a whole here? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Tad and Wes and, you know, the whole front office did a great job going out and finding uh, the players that we needed for this upcoming season. Um, you know, we have some great guys uh that joined the team this summer, and, yeah, we're lo really looking forward to it. So, Yeah, I think we have a lot of speed this year up front. And, you know, I think another improvement that we have kind of a little bit compared to last year is, you know, we have a lot of guys who play both ways. You know, everybody's committed to, to defense just as much as they are as offense. Yeah. You know, I think our team will take a lot of pride in that this year, and we'll take a really good step in the right direction with that. Jake, I know you missed a portion of last year with an injury. How does it feel to have a full offseason to recover and to come back? And how are you feeling just heading into next year? Yeah, I feel really good. You know, a lot of that, you know, being ready to go for this year goes, it's a lot of credit to uh, Nick Potter, our trainer, and then a lot of it goes to my brother as well. You know, I work out with him all summer and train with him, and he's done an awesome job getting me ready for this year and couldn't be more thankful for that. Yeah, how hard was it just not being able to play, just sitting there and you're, you're just, I know you're, you're itching to get out there. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever miss more than about two weeks 
of hockey, you know, and at a time in my life. And, you know, being out for, I think it was about four months last year, that was hard. You know, it can drain on you mentally because you just want to be out there and helping the guys. But you just try, you just have to keep positive, keep working hard, and get back as soon as you can. Uh, we are here live at Chicken and Pickle in Overland Park for the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. Uh, we'll be here until at 7 p.m. right here, Sports Radio 810 WHB. You guys are two of nine returning players this season to the training camp roster. How important is continuity like that? Now, talking with Tad, right, you don't get a ton of the continuity year after year, right? There's a lot of change, a lot of moving parts, but you two are the constant. What is that like for you guys? Well, I think we have a really good group. You know, I, right away you can kind of tell everybody is gelling and meshing together. And, you know, it's just kind of the guys who are, who've been here and who've been doing this before. Those are the guys that can kind of bring everybody closer together. I think, you know, guys like Cole have done a great job with that so far. Yeah. Um, echo that, uh, what, what JJ just said. Um, I think it's just those guys that uh, are returning, you know, to help those guys uh, that are new coming in to kind of just blend in and, you know, have a good time with each other, and, you know, obviously training camp was a huge part of that. How early do you know when you have a good team? How early do you know when a guy's coming in, you're like, this is going to be a good fit? And I'm not saying throw anyone, throw some names out necessarily, but just how early do you know if a guy or a team is going to be successful? I think you can kind of tell right away. You know, a lot of it kind of depends, I think, is the continuity of the team. And right now I think our team is is gelling together really well. You know, everybody's getting along. Our locker room's been awesome, so... Um, expecting a lot of good things for us. Yeah. What's the celebration music when you win? Um, I don't think we've picked out a song yet, so I think that's one <laughs> thing that we need to do here. Um, I know Tad. Tad's really big on getting a good song, so we'll have to get that done here soon. What does a day in the life look like for you guys during the season? You're in it, fully entrenched. What's it look like? I think going to the rink early in the morning. Uh, obviously, have practice, but uh, once we get out of the rink, kind of just. Try and wind down as much as possible. Kind of get away from the hockey. Um, you know, spend some time at the hot tub. You know, we have a great facility where, you know, the organizations put us in Trinity Woods. But, uh, yeah, try and hang out with the guys as much as possible. Play golf. Um, play some pool. Yeah. Yeah, usually give my mom a call after. You know, she, I know Look at you. You're just a great son, huh? <laughs> she's listening right now. She told me to give her a shout-out. So, hi, Mom. Love you. Um, but, yeah, usually uh, kind of the same thing what Cole said. You know, just hang out with the guys after. Try and wind down a little bit from hockey. What do you have to say to the fans here? There's a lot of fans that came out here to Chicken and Pickle to support you guys again for the KC Mavericks uh, Coaches Show out here. Thank you guys so much for, for showing up and coming out here. What do you have to say to them? Yeah, thank you guys for showing up. You guys, we can't wait to see you guys' face at uh, at games as well. So we appreciate all the support from you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate everything. You guys have a ton of theme nights coming up, and I talked with Tad about that before. It seems like he's not big into dressing up for Halloween. You guys maybe have to force him, I think. You know, or else he's not going to get candy. Yeah, I don't know. I, didn't, you know, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be the guy who's going to tell Tad to dress up. But. Yeah, I saw those biceps, man. Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere near near that, telling him what to do. No chance. No. Nope. Yeah. What's your guys' favorite theme now? You guys went now into your second season. You had a full year here. Which one's your favorite? Um, I think I like Star Wars night. You know, they get, they get all the Star Wars characters mm. there. They get them out on the ice, and I think that's pretty cool. I would say affiliate, affiliation night. You know, we wear those nice uh, Seattle Kraken jerseys. Yeah. You know, the boys look good in those, so. Friday is obviously your first game. You guys are itching to get out there. What is it like, motivation, to almost, or how do you almost calm down, I should say? You know, it's your first game back. Obviously, the adrenaline is going to be flowing. Do you use that, or you try to almost reel back a little bit so you don't get 
a little out in front of your skis. Uh, I think you kind of try and use that. You know, it's, it's a good thing to be excited. You know, it's it's been a while since we've been able to lace them up, and I'm looking forward to it a lot. You know, it's it's a lot, a lot of long days of practice, and you get rewarded with those games, and you got to be excited for them. Cole, I'll start with you here. As far as what you're trying to grow on this season, right? Every single year, I think you go trying to improve on a certain aspect of your game. What would that be for you? I would say the four check. Obviously, uh, I've been working with Wes a lot and Tad. Um, just having a big present, you know, creating space for my teammates. And, uh, yeah, I would say shooting the puck a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what about you? Um, I would say shooting the puck more. You know, there's times, oh, so both, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's times where I can kind of get a little too pass happy. But um, I think shooting the puck more, and I've worked on that a lot this offseason, um, I think that will be a, a big step in my game. How do you work on being more aggressive in those situations? Because, you know, some people, in NBA terms, right, let's say Steve Nash, he, he was always a pass-first guy. It's very difficult to try and you know you can make the shot, you know you can shoot it, but you've just your tendency is to, to dish. How do you focus on trying to be more aggressive? I think it's more of a mindset and something you work on in practice, you know, where um, if you have an open shot, take it. You know, you're not always just looking for that extra pass. And it, Like I said, it comes back down to that mindset where I was working on it a lot this summer where if I had a shot, I was shooting it. As far as team improvement goes, where do you think the Mavericks improved the most this offseason? I think the forwards. I think uh, we brought some great guys in and defense. I mean, we could say we could say for both ends, um, goaltending as well. I think we got some great pickups, and we're very excited to see how it goes. Yeah, I would agree. I'd say pretty much everywhere. You know, I think our team speed's probably um, been most evident of where we've improved. It's just a really fast line that we have. And, um, looking forward to watching it too. Just being on the bench and watching some of the guys out there. It's 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 gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, speed, 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 and more shots, more shots seem to be the uh, the motto for the team going into this upcoming season. Should fans expect a little higher scoring Mavericks team? That'd be nice, right? <laughs> Everybody always likes that. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, for sure. If you guys are good, which one's the fighter? You know, wh- which one of you two? You got you got a. I had one more Neither. than JJ last yeah. year. Yeah, I have, I have never had one, so that was, that was my only I guess one. You could say first he year, you got, I mean, first time for everything, right? So this year, you get your first fight. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Gonna say no on that one. Yeah. Uh, again, we're here live at Chicken and Pick Up the KC Mavericks coaches show, joined by Cole Koski and Jake Jeremko right now. Again, expectations for next year. He doesn't like them, but we're gonna talk about them. You've improved four straight years. Four straight years. Do you say, I know you even mentioned, the goal is always to win the whole thing. Yeah. We get that. But do you have a more, you know, one series, two series? Is there a certain starting point where you're like, this is where I'm looking at right now? Or is it always going to be at the very, very top? You're always worried about the weekend in front of you. I think uh, that's a big thing for Tad and Wes and the coaching staff. Um, we're not looking too far ahead. We're, our main focus is on the games ahead and, you know, the plan throughout the week. So, obviously, build off those points and, you know, bring it into the weekend every single day. So, What's a typical training camp day look like for you guys? We talked about what it looks like during the regular season, but a training camp day, what does um, that look like? Usually get there early. Um, they have breakfast for us in the mornings. Then uh, usually have a meeting going over some of our systems and stuff. And then uh, we hop on the ice for, for a little skill session. And then practice will start. Usually get a little ice cut and then uh, finish out with some small area games, you know, work on a couple things after that, and then uh, get lunch, and then you're off for the day. Yeah. What's the hardest part during the season? 
what's the part that stands out that you're like, you know what, this is a this is a grind? Is it during the game? Is it when you're playing a difficult opponent? Is it just the grind of the season itself, the amount of games, the travel? What's the hardest part? Uh, there's some weekends where, you know, you're playing four games in five nights and, yeah. you know, trying to trying to maintain your pace, trying to maintain your um, your play throughout that can be difficult. A lot of it just comes down to being sharp mentally all those games because some days you might not have your legs, you might not have, you know, your physical traits, but you can always have your mind in those games. Where is a position of strength that you think you can take advantage of teams this year? You've talked about the forwards. You've talked about the speed. But, but how do you think that translates on the ice to take an advantage of this? I think just in our transition. I think uh, our defense are going to be great this year. I think getting the pucks up to our forwards. And uh, we have some, like we said, we have some fast forwards this year. So we're looking to take advantage on that. Um, yeah, those are, I think, the two keys, getting the puck up quick and our forwards get some speed. Now you're heading into your second year here. What have your thoughts been on Kansas City? I don't know if either of you guys are from Kansas City, the area at all. What's it like being here in the, in the heart of, the, of, of America, in the Midwest right here? What are your guys' thoughts here? Well, I'm from Minnesota, so I, I you're, you're, definitely... You smiled, Dick, when yeah. I said that, the heart of the Midwest. You're like, nah, that, that's the Midwest up there. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I will say I do like the winters a little bit better here. You know, there's not as much snow, and if it does snow, it, it melts. But, no, I like the area here a lot. You know, obviously I'm, I'm a Minnesota guy through and through, so, you know, I, my heart belongs to there. But I, I do like it here. Wild fan? Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, it's amazing. I think the support here and in sports in general, I think, is awesome to see. And, you know, we see it every night, Friday, Saturdays, and, you know, we have all the fans coming in, and it's awesome to see. It's fun to play in, too. As far as some of the new guys coming in, is there a name or two that you guys are both thrilled to see on the ice come Friday night? Uh, Pat Curry. He's been, I feel like he's been a real leader in training camp so far. You know, he's brought it day in, day out. Um, he's looked really good, and I'm excited to, to watch with him and play with him for sure. Cole, I, you gave a head nod to him. You're not getting out this season. Who do you got here? <laughs> I'd say Mark Duquette. Um, you know, I p- played with him a little bit down in Toronto when we were a little bit younger. Um, he looks great throughout camp, and, yeah, it looks very solid. Uh, we are getting here live at Chicken and Pickle for the KC Mavericks uh, Coaches Show. Halloween night game is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, we talked about how there's going to be 20 vendors handing out candy to everyone in costume in the concourse. Are you guys looking forward to that Halloween game? Should be a packed house. Should be a lot of fun. Is that one of those games you're really looking forward to? Yeah, that'll be fun. Maybe I'll slip on a, a costume. I was going to say the twin periods so well, I can go out <laughs> and get some free candy. What's your go-to? If you have to dress up. Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Yeah, that's what I was when I was younger. Yeah. I'm an Austin Powers man myself. Oh, Ooh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good one. Check out my Instagram. I think, you think uh, you I got, was Austin Powers, too. You got a good one, too? Oh, yeah. See, the mustache, though, I'm thinking there's some ways I can I can really throw this into the equation here. See, you got a nice little mustache you could grow. You could I just can, shave the rest. And we get there. You yeah. can get there. What do you go as? Uh, well, I went as Austin Powers last Halloween, so, I mean, you kind of took that one for me. but uh, uh, So, sorry, that, that's my <laughs> fault now. <laughs> um, I'd probably say just... Spider-Man? Iron Man? You're going to copy each other and yeah, go with Spider-Man, too? Look at him. He's co- copying my Austin Powers and your Spider-Man. Come on, yeah, Cole. Sorry, guys. I don't Come know. on, Cole. <laughs> All right, before I let you guys get out of here, final thoughts to everyone listening, final thoughts to the fans for expectations next year, expectations for yourself, and just what everyone uh, is looking forward to. First game Friday, obviously, at Wichita. Come back home. You play Wichita at Cable Dom Arena on Saturday. Final thoughts here. I'll start with you. Um, no, it should be a lot of fun. You know, we encourage all you guys fans to get out to our games and 
it's a lot of action, a lot of speed, and you guys won't be disappointed. But um, thank you guys for all that came out. We can't wait to see you guys uh, on Saturday. Yeah, cool. Second that. Uh, can't wait to see you guys on Saturday. And, yeah, bring the energy, and we'll bring it too. We'll take a quick break right here. Sports Radio 810 WHB live at Chicken and Pickle in Overland Park for the KC Mavs Coaches Show. Welcome back to Sports Radio 810 WHB for the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. Tonight's Coaches Show is presented by Centerpoint Medical Center. Make sure you guys come down here to Chicken and Pickle in Overland Park. It is a ton of fun. Pickleball, chicken, and beer. You can't go wrong. Joined now by associate coach Riley Wislowski and goalie and video coach Rob Couturier. Fellas, did I get it right? Did I get the last name right? You did. You, you nailed did. it. Hey, See, those are those hockey names. These right? are hockey names. <laughs> are hockey I'm like, names. my last name is Holmes. This is easy enough. Yeah. You know yeah. I know I can't play hockey? My last name is Holmes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You don't have near the, near confusing of a name to be a hockey guy. So, Riley, you're now entering your third season with the Mavericks, a 13-year playing career, first season as the associate coach after promotion this summer. Talk about the promotion here. Yeah, I mean, uh, a, a huge, uh, huge honor. I'll tell you, it, it you know, day to day probably doesn't change very much, but it's uh, uh, kind of a, a head nod to, to Tad because uh, that that's you know coming from him, and that's uh, uh, and that's just kind of a, him seeing the value in things, and uh, something he definitely, as an organization, they didn't have to do, but I'm certainly appreciative of it. Yeah, you played in more than 700 games. That's absurd. I know. That's a lot of games. That's, uh, <laughs> that's some wear and tear on the body right there. But uh, a lot of fun, man. I tell you what, like uh, nothing better than, than playing a, a child's game and, and ha- making a career out of it and, yeah. and coming to the rink every day and, uh, uh, you know, a, lo- a lot of appreciation for being able to play as long as I did. Well, you got your jersey retired last season with Rapid City. How were you able to stay with them so long? I mean, there's just always so much turnover. There's so much... Year after we've talked about it, that's kind of been the, the theme of the show most is continuity, right? How are you able to have that continuity for so long? Well, part of it is is you need to uh, to enjoy where you're playing, and, and they were good to me there in Rapid City, and I didn't want to go anywhere. And there's players that could play in our league a lot longer uh, if they wanted to stay in one place, but a lot of players choose to uh, maybe go to Europe and, and explore different options, and that's a route to go, and a lot of guys take that. You know, you see guys going to Europe all the time, and maybe it's for, for more money, maybe it's for, for uh, to travel. Um, you know, I chose to, to stay in one place and really become a part of the community, become ingrained in that community, and uh, and uh, and it was a great 10 years, and I'm glad that I did it. Uh, and, uh, and, and so now really happy to be a part of this community here in Kansas City. Hey, and, Rob, you're now starting your first season here in KC. It's been the last two years at the University. University of Nebraska, Omaha. Why Kansas City? Uh, you know, this opportunity came up. Uh, I talked to Tad actually uh, two summers ago, and uh, I wasn't ready to make a move yet. And then we spoke again this summer, and it, it's just a perfect fit. It, it's a perfect place for me to uh, to keep expanding my coaching career, and, and um, it's a great organization from the top down. I, I will say, I'm going to Omaha this weekend for the first time ever, so I'll have to hit you up for some recommendations. Absolutely. Okay? I, I'm going I'm to be annoying you a ton. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was the experience like getting to participate in training camp with Coachella Valley this uh, this past upcoming season? Such a great experience. Uh, for them to bring us in like that and to, and to share you know their knowledge and experience with, with all of us and... and they spent so much time with us, um, and it was really, it was really, a, you know, such a great experience for us. Yeah, yeah you got Dan Balsma there, who's, uh, you know, he's uh, won the Jack Adams, is the best coach in the NHL. He's coached in the Olympics. He's done 
pretty much everything a coach can do and and you got uh, uh, him spending that extra time with us just talking about his philosophies and asking us questions and and asking how we're doing things down in Kansas City and genuinely cares about us uh, and the way that we're running things down here and uh, he you know a guy that sees the the value and the symmetry in the systems you got a guy like Jeremy McKenna who last year came up uh, from from our our team and 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 was a huge player for them in their playoff run and scored some big goals in fact they probably wouldn't have made it as far as they did in the playoffs if if it wasn't for uh, some timely scoring by by Jeremy and so uh, you know they see the value in, in, in Kansas City and they understand uh, what we've got in Kansas City because there's there's uh, very very few organizations that are put together as well as this one right here and so I think they're appreciative of that. Riley can you talk to us about the experience of the defensemen this season multiple returners as well as bringing in new faces what is this going to look like this upcoming year? Well I think it's a, it's a balanced group and it's a steady group that's probably how I would describe it best is it's it's a steady group you've got guys that uh that know how to compete we've got big bodies on the back end and and uh, we understand what our forward group looks like and as a decor our job is 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 to get them the puck and we've got guys that are capable of doing that uh right now we've got a couple of uh of defensemen from coachella who are as rock steady as they come in, in jake mclaughlin uh, who was here last year, and, and Jake is, uh, you know, that, that full 200-foot player. Uh, and then you've got uh, Ryan Jones, and, and Jonesy has uh, spent the last three years in, in the American League. And, and so when you start with that as your top two defensemen right there, um, and then you, you, you add the, the returners that we have with Nate Konepke, uh, who's just uh, had an incredible second half to his season last year and an Omaha product. Uh, where 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 Rob was from and great hockey player there and then Teddy Calvis uh, uh, Theo was an, a, a great great player for us last year big bodied on the back end and so uh, then you had a, a local guy Jared Brandt uh, who who you can just tell in practice is going to be a big time player for us and then and then uh, and then Mark Dickett who we got in a trade from Maine and it's all coming together really nice just a really solid core on the back end again we are here live at Chicken and Pickle in Overland Park for the KC Mavericks coaches show again KC Mavericks coach show is presented by Centerpoint Medical Center. Rob, can you give us some of your thoughts on the goaltenders that you guys currently have on the roster? Yeah, no, we've got two incredible goaltenders uh, with, you know, they're both both pros with good experience. Um, Jack LaFontaine, uh, you know, is a, is a Mike Richter award winner in the NCAA with Minnesota, um, has played a couple NHL games, has, has been in the American League. Uh, he, he brings just a pro attitude every day to the rink, and he's a worker. Um, and then we've got Dylan Kelly, who's a returner. And, and Dylan put in a lot of work this summer, and it really, really shows. Um, and I'm actually friends with his, his personal goalie coach back in Michigan. Um, and that's, that's nice to have. Right? It, it is a great yeah. connection, absolutely. And, and he said to me, he said, just wait until you see DK, because he put in the work this summer. And it shows. He's been incredible all camp. What are some of the hardest things for goalies to either advance or learn on in their career, right? I, I know I have to imagine a lot of being a goalie is natural talent, right? Some, some things you're obviously very good at and some things you have to work at. What are some of the things you have to work at to really improve upon? Consistency. Yeah. So natural talent gets you so far, and it gets you seen, and it maybe gets you drafted. It maybe gets you, you know, into college. Um, but the ones that, that can take it into a pro career and, and extend that career are the ones who are consistently good. Yeah. You know, they're, they're bad days. You won't notice they're bad days. Yeah. How do you reach that consistency? Is it just practice? Is it training camp? Is it game? Is it just not having any sort of lapses? Is is it being mentally strong in moments that are difficult? What is it? It's all those things. Yeah. And it's it's day in day out. It's kind of routine. It's your habits. It's um, 
it just kind of your structure in your day, structure in your in your practice, and you know that's one of the one of the things I think that you know I'm excited to bring to Kansas City is you know that that kind of eye on the goalies every single day, and I'll, I'll go out early with them before before the team goes out for full practice, and, and we get to work on the details, and, and it's really the details that will lead to consistency. Riley, what have been some of the highlights from training camp this year, right? I, I know training camps at time, we can always, we always laugh and say it's a little bit of a slog, right? It's it's not the most fun thing to do in the world. The, the fun thing are the games. But what have been some of the highlights from training camp? I would say a highlight for me is, is you see uh, you see the level of players that we've gotten down from the, the American League and and. and and you can tell that that we've built something really special here in Kansas City, and, and it's something that started three, four years ago. And I remember the first meeting with Tad, and Tad talking about his vision for this organization, and us talking about how we needed to work to get there, and and uh, and, and everything that's happened in those last three years. So now get it to a point where we've gotten this high level of players sent down from Seattle Crack and from Coachella Valley and uh, to see those guys coming into our league and and seeing what we've got here and and, uh, an organization that's built as well as as a lot of American hockey leagues to understand that they're getting uh, work with every part of their game to understand that we've got a, a full staff here. We've got a goalie coach. We've got, uh, you know, we've run a skills coach for training camp. And to, so to see all that come together and see these guys get sent to us and then want to be a part of it. And so everybody's pulling the rope right now. All of our guys from our returners and then the new guys see that. And so they're hungry. And, uh, and to see that all come together has been pretty fun, uh, for training camp. And, and it's exciting going into the first weekend. How important and impactful is that relationship? with Seattle and obviously with Coachella Valley. Does every team in the ECHL have a, a partner in the NHL or, or is it one of these situations where you guys have a leg up on the competition having this sort of relationship here? Yeah, there, there's relationships for sure with, with uh, if not everybody, with uh, with almost everybody, but uh, but no relationships are the same. And, uh, and uh, again, like what people don't see behind the scenes was the work that goes into something like that from everything from our ownership group to our, our president and, and and then the work that Tad and I and, and, and the rest of the staff here put put together to be able to uh, basically pick our, our relationship and, and choose the uh, NHL affiliate that we wanted to go with and then be able to cultivate that relationship to a point now where we probably have, if not the best relationship, ECHL to AHL to NHL-wise, uh, definitely in the top three or four in the league. Uh, Rob, let me start with you here. Obviously, Cole was here. Jake sure. was here. Now, now they're not here. They can't have any rebuttal here. What was it like working with those guys this summer? With just working with those guys, working the oh, it's it's been great. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's it's you know, every every person in the group has been incredible. Honestly, um, and that's been. That's been great for me to walk into because we've got such a good room, such good character, such good people. That really shows what Tad and Riley have done in their recruiting, in their team building. Yeah. What are expectations? I've said it a couple times now. Tad shot me down. He doesn't like giving (laughs) expectations. You guys, what are expectations for yourself, whether it's personally, professionally, and also with this team, where you want to see some growth? It doesn't have to be record-wise because I know that's very difficult. You always want to win. But as far as some of the underlying things, what are some growth periods you guys want to see? Well, I'll tell you my expectation, and it's something Tad and I talk about every day, is, is I want to win tomorrow. Tomorrow, if we have our best day that we can possibly have tomorrow, then that's that's going to lead to a, 
uh, success and then the day after that when you wipe the, the previous day clean you win that day and so and that's our message to our players I mean uh, you look at teams that win championships and 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 you see kind of the, all the the culmination of all the work but what you don't uh, take into account is is the the work that went into every single day and and when it's all said and done and I and I was fortunate enough to win a championship in in, in my pro career and it's not necessarily the championship that's exciting that you re, you remember but it's that journey along the way and so uh, for 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 me, the big thing uh, is, is is just to, to win the day, and that's uh, something something that our staff talks about every day. Yeah, Rob, what about you? Yeah, I, I I'm I'm like Tad. I'm I'm scared of the word expectations, um, <laughs> but I, I think um, you know for me it's progression um, yeah. and, and just progressively building upon what you what you started the day before. So you know, similar to what Riley's saying here. Um, it, it's one day at a time, and, and you take it that way, and that whole thing creates the journey, which is special. What is the biggest difference that you see in this team compared to last year's team, okay? Because the growth has been there for four years now. Again, I've mentioned it. I'll mention it again because I think it's really impressive in a sport that has uh, a tough time with continuity, four straight years improving on the record. You made the playoffs last year. But what's the biggest difference in this team compared to last year's? You know, that, that's a tough question. I, I, our last year's group, I think, was the first major step probably in the right direction. And, and you know, we, we did lose in the first round of the playoffs last year, but we did that with uh, where we were missing our three best players. And so we had... Uh, uh, two call-ups to the American Hockey League, including our captain, and then we had a, a major injury to Pascal LeBerge, who was our leading scorer. And you take any team in the NHL or in any level, for that matter, and you uh, remove their three best players, three leading scorers from their team right before playoffs, and uh, and you're going to be in, in, in a tough one. And so, uh, you know, we had six games that were all one-goal games. We hung right in there, and, and uh, so it was a good, good step in the right direction for that team. Now, this team that we have so far, well, we love it on paper. We just haven't done anything yet, right? Yeah. And so we've got an exciting team that, that whether you're a hockey fan or, or you're not a hockey fan or you want to become a hockey fan, this is a team that I think that will excite our fans. And that building is going to be electric this year. Uh, I think there's going to be a, a, some great hockey for fans to be a, to watch and, and to experience. And so, uh, you know, for whether you're somebody who knows a little bit about hockey or maybe doesn't know much about hockey, uh, if you want to become a fan of a sport, I definitely recommend uh, checking out a Mavericks game this year and it all starts friday at wichita and then you guys are back home saturday 605 home opener cable Dahmer arena we're gonna do something fun here okay we have a drawing to win four center ice tickets to a mavericks game this season right here you, you want to draw it i want i want rob, rob you want to draw yeah, this i got first yeah. read the name out loud baby kathy is that porter is there a kathy porter Kathy Porter, you have won because even if you're not present, we will have the ticket office call you. So, Kathy, we'll figure out that last name. Yeah. <laughs> we, we see a phone number and someone named Kathy just won themselves four center ice tickets to a upcoming Mavericks game. Riley, Rob, this was so much fun. Yeah, we, we appreciate you, and we Absolutely. appreciate everybody that came out here today. It's uh, yeah, so we got a great following here in Kansas City, and, and uh, 
you know, R- Rob and I have touched on it, and I know Tad has as well. We've put a lot of work into this organization. It's something we're really proud of, and, and uh, I, you know, it's a great day to be a Mavericks fan right now. It's going to be a great season. Sure is. Can't wait to see everyone at the at the barn on Saturday. Yeah, 15th season of Mavericks hockey begins Friday at Wichita. Again, home opener Saturday at Cable Dom Arena at 6.05. Tons of theme nights, including Halloween. That game is at 7.05. Trick or treating the concourse prior to puck drop. More than 20 vendors handing out candy to everyone in costume. Again, not Tad because he already made pretty clear he's not going to be in costume. This was the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. We were live right here at Chicken and Pickle. And again, this Coaches Show is presented by Centerpoint Medical Center. Until next time, Sports Radio 810 WHB, we are out.